Welcome to what have you. <laughs> Becca's Hello. laughing already. Hello. I'm like, you missed your normal laugh. I'm like, Rachel Jankovic. Who are you, I'm, Becca? I'm Becca Merkel. Here we're, we are. We're casting the pod. Upon tonight. the waters. Casting. <laughs> <laughs> and you will find it after many days. <laughs> Or not so many, because the thing is, we always wait for the very last minute. It's like we're supposed to have like three days of lead time, but what that means is three days of procrastination. Yes, it does. So sometimes, sometimes we do it on Mondays, but this is the end of the school year. Stuff is happening. May stuff is happening. May it's it's, is it's rough and tumble in May. I feel like you know people screaming Mayday, Mayday. That's just what (laughs) I scream all the way through May. That's that's what they mean is a terrible day like May. It's <laughs> so always the, the thing that throws me off at the very end of school is well, one great hazard is for me is that I might get lethargic and not think about never all, get lethargic and no, day. but about and forget to prepare like spiritually and physically for mm. all of the school supplies that are about to come home. Oh man! Because all of a no. sudden, I'm like, who had these 15 no. pencil boxes? I hate them. What's happening? I just, Why are there so many markers around? Like, I just what feel happened? like keep in, it in that Rosar's grocery bag and throw it, it in the garbage. It doesn't have a home, and so it comes because home, but then everyone gets it out in immediately. In the fall, I don't want broken crayons. I mean... You're not going to recycle them next year. You're going to go pay 89 cents and you're going to oh, get new ones. Oh, so man. why put up with the crisis all summer of I know. I, I actually did a thing. I do that. I have my kids clean out their art drawers on a timer. They take turns. They have like 12 minutes in their art drawer and they have and a big garbage bag. And I'm like, clean it out. Oh, not Make bad. Make it happen. What happens if they don't use, I mean, if they're not done in 12 minutes? They just, you burn I mean, it down. It's really just they like you the burn competitive it in nature a burn of it. barrel in the living room. I don't think we've ever had anyone not be done with it. They like it. I uh, just pull the drawer out, put it on the floor, and set the timer for the next person, and we just <laughs> rotate through it. Do they each have an art drawer? Yeah, oh, they do. Nice. Okay. And they do each. Well, the art drawer is. I'm surprised is really you a, can keep track of whose art supplies are witches because I don't really. We have a. I have a big thing of crayons and paper, but then if they have like their own Prismacolors or things like that, they keep them in their own drawers. Mm. But I don't necessarily, I take wild guesses at who's it is. That's part of them right. cleaning them out <clears throat> is finding yeah. out all the things that yeah. mom did wrong. They have to clean yeah. that out. But that happens. And then the other I thing is just, just a, a mess of schedule. It's not normal. Oh, you know, the schedule's a hot mess. But yeah. I just, I was purge? cleaning out some miscellaneous debris from upstairs. And I felt really smug because I got a lot of loads out to the thrift store and a bunch into the back of the truck to go to the dump. And I smuggled out an entire bin, like a Rubbermaid bin of yarn, with no one noticing. And out it went. That is devious. No, you wouldn't have minded. It was all acrylic. It was still devious. It was acrylic. But it's still devious of you to throw away other people's yarn. It's not. It's hideous. It was all hand-me-down yarn. None of it was yarn that anybody picked out. <laughs> Nobody loved it. it was All right, like, I stand by your decision. It was peach-colored, staticky yarn. I have, I have a lot of yarn, <laughs> like that quality of yarn. It is behind the door of the yarn room on a shelf that is the free-range oh, yeah. kids' access uh-huh. shelf, and um, I have, I have the the 
polyester. What is it? Polyester? The felt that's the felt that's yeah, not that, wool. No, I have wool felt, and it's on the shelf that is like no stay away yeah. from this. But unless you have developed a skill, I developed love a that. Skill. When I was a kid, though, I remember mom used to send off. I don't think they do this anymore, but inside little packs of bias tape or rickrack or whatever inside the label it had some deal where you could send away for the a bag of the odds and ends oh, and right. so she would do that and then this bag of random trims mm. would come back little laces and pipings and whatever's and so that bag was just you know yeah. free for the taking and so i made many little whizzed up things out of that stuff and it was so great like it i love really the idea of having the free for all stuff it's, yeah so the i think really my great. kids tend to treat everything as the free for all stuff yeah. but i have to divide it up and be like no this you may have access yeah. to i've always had like random bins of fabric that's like whatever i did when my away. kids were all littler i had one box well we didn't have a yarn i mean i just maybe i had less space i don't know why i had like one bin that I put all the things they could just use whenever mm -hmm. in it. So when like we would run out of one of the canisters of oatmeal, I would oh, throw that in there. there. Mm. Like good, good little that's boxes smart. or paper towel tubes or things. Yeah, don't you then and find I them just, all over your world after that? Yeah, but I do anyways. So it, it was, and I they didn't, when they could get in there, I didn't necessarily, they were littler, so I wasn't giving them total free reign. I would get it out when it was like, sure. do, let's do something fun with this. Now they really have total free reign. Um, and somebody, even before I came here tonight, somebody decided to make themselves a toy, a catching toy out of a <laughs> paper cup, <laughs> the piece of yarn out the bottom of it, uh, to a foil ball. Well, that's so, clever. So that you like swing the foil ball yeah. and catch it in the cup. Yeah, but well, you know the next thing that happened was we hear a great rustling in the living room, and it's Moses shaking out the whole roll of foil that someone <laughs> must have grabbed the foil box and taken it out there, and then he got going with this big my sheet of tin. Yes, exactly. Oh my word! Well, I when we first first moved to England, we would have to go with only our suitcases, so our entire life in suitcases. So needless to say, we did not go with many toys. You were like, googly and eyes so, are a must. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I did find myself in England with a lot of weird stuff that I had packed, where I was like, really, I felt like this was a crisis. It Instant oatmeal? No, what? I came with gourds. I had, <laughs> I had three gourds. I need a gourd from my homeland. Anyway, it was <laughs> to really it was comfort just, me in England. Real kind of, there was a real kind of dubious amount of judgment that happened when I was packing, like, what shall I take with me? So I remember Ben and his surprise when he unpacked the gourd, but <laughs> you're <laughs> but like, you know, is, we needed that. It was kind of a cool gourd. Anyhow, um, the point though, is that we didn't really have toys and Judah was two. And so, you know, you need, yeah. you need things to keep a two year old occupied. And so he, um, oh, this was the second year anyway, but we move into an unfurnished house. We got, you know, we're starting from total scratch out of our suitcases. And so I just at the grocery store bought a lot of reams of paper and it was like, do whatever, just, just sail into that paper. Here's some scissors. Here's some pens. Just go for the gold. And it was actually so much fun because when there was like not a lot of other stuff mm -hmm. and there was a lot of paper, unlimited supplies of paper <laughs> and scissors and mm -hmm. pens. And it was just fantastic. It was like so much fun. The little goofy things they would make and... We yeah. did. We did get toys. We did soon. I I did. 
I think it was last summer. It might have been the summer before. I just like to... Sometimes I'll get new art supplies. Like here's something different than you've not done. And there was one summer that was the, the summer of oil pastels. I ordered oh a bunch of... Oh my word. You went with oil pastels? I did that. But it's That is actually, just taking your life in your hands. actually really fun. No, they had so much fun with it. I So I got this heavier paper and then oil pastels... And then I showed him to draw it like with little circles. Like, so we drew like a landscape with little, yeah. you doing little, all little circles and then get a little ramekin or dish or whatever with a little bit of vegetable oil and uh-huh. Q-tips and the Q-tip, the oil yeah. on it just, and so they would blend it all and they spent forever doing that. And it was actually not messy. It was really? actually surprisingly I'm all surprised. on the table. And the funny thing is even the very childish they would they were really cute like vivid and fun and interesting and they had so much fun with that well, and I bet they did. we'll probably Sounds revisit awesome. that again this summer because I'm everyone will be like that oh, you didn't yeah. find oil pastel on every particle no. of laundry that you owned I didn't I don't know why not I, I it didn't end up being huh. invasive like that wow. it, it, I actually kind of braced myself for it but it didn't happen weird. it was okay yeah I weird. know weird huh? I'm surprised weird is the right yeah because we've all sent a crayon or two through the laundry. <laughs> My worst was when I sent a thing of eye black for like, you know, like for a football game where you mm. put that under your eyes. That shot through. <laughs> and <laughs> that's like, that's oh, impossible. Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, it's like sending through some motor oil. Yeah, you're like, well, <laughs> better luck next time you buy clothes. <laughs> That is funny. Yes, indeed. So what have you been doing? Um, well, last week was the NSA President's Dinner, which... Oh, right. ...happened. We got through it. We did it. Mm-hmm. The food, the wine, it was all totally amazing. The food was stunning. I managed to finish my um, table runners, which was really good. I finished them that afternoon. And they were... Winning. They were cute. I was pleased. You have that really pretty photo that Gemma took of of the table you should oh, post yeah. it on Facebook when we release this. Oh yeah, my daughter has such a good this. eye for like photos and I was like make sure you get some pictures for me and she did and so they were great. that one you should put on. Yeah, I should put, put it up. It. It, yeah, it's very pretty. she took some really good pictures for me and my centerpieces, we took a hairpin turn in the middle of the afternoon had to totally start over. We did not know. We did not manage what the the mysterious plaster thing I was working on last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It didn't go. It well, it worked. It mm, <laughs> no. <laughs> there was you just lay out the components. There was, no, it was so many. Ah, it's <laughs> tedious. The thing that happened was it looked good. It was structurally unsound. Like, and I didn't have time to fix it. I could have, but I was gonna have a panic attack all evening. So I quickly at like three thirty in the afternoon chucked it. And ran down to my basement and pulled out every little silver container I have. And I have a bunch of little cute silver urns that I bought for no particular reason. And also... For such a time as for this. For such a time as yes. this. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them I got in England. Some of them I just got here. Just collected little things. And um, pulled together a whole bunch of random uh, centerpieces gathered from lawn clippings and I sent Ben to the grocery store for roses. It turned out cute. It actually turned it looked like it was on purpose. So that was my biggest thing was I was worried that it Luckily was Luckily you be... haven't told anyone that it wasn't. Mm. No. 
luckily kept, kept that on the I DL. Kept that on the on the keep it mom <laughs> that that happened. So next year, I know what to do differently. Brace yourself. But I didn't have time. I postponed it way too late. So anyhow, that happened, and now my next thing, I got over that hurdle. Now my son is graduating from high school next week. On the same so, day that our cousin's getting married. Yes, and I have to get through finals week, and then son graduating, and I need to pull off a party and gifts, and his birthday is next week, and our 20th anniversary. So it's too many things next week. It'll be, well, actually, our anniversary is slightly after that, but still. Yeah. It's it's going to be a... It's stuff. It's still May. May is still May Mageddon. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I was up to this week and what I'm about to be up to next week. How about you? Um, man, I feel like I don't even know what this week is. I feel like I haven't even connected with it on that level yet. <laughs> um, mostly I've just been trying to get ready for... I have this... Okay, so my... So we have this thing my kids read at the breakfast table. They just oh, yeah. read at the breakfast table. And okay. for a long time, everybody would shoot out the door to school. And then I would go around gathering up all the tintins and asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> asterisk and Calvin and Hobbes, Fireside. It's almost always mm-hmm. the comics. Which is funny because I kept all the comics in a basket, a whole floor below where the breakfast table yeah. was. But every morning I'd go collect all the comics and take them back downstairs. And so, finally, I, was, I grabbed a basket at Goodwill, our favorite shopping spot. Oh, my and God. We have got to branch out from this. We need to talk <laughs> about something besides Goodwill. Well, I went, I did, that's where I got it. I have to be truthful. And <laughs> I put all of the comic books in. I was like, I'll just put this upstairs by the table because this, yeah. but it was like fanning the flame of cartoon reading at the table. Because I'm sure it was. now you go out there in the morning and it's like every kid behind a tin tin. <laughs> eating there it's like total silence at the breakfast table <laughs> it's actually really funny when there's when there's six of them doing that that's really it's, funny. and even Moses will do it if he's at the table he'll look at a book too so it's like this seven people behind a book in total silence it. eating I breakfast love it. that's so yeah good. it is fun so my plan I have to get some new printer toner I love that they but they're they're all real readers they're just into reading. So, like, that quiet moment, they're like, it's yeah. like they just cast about for what should I look at while I'm yeah. doing this. So, so for the summer, I'm going to print a bunch of, um, I'm going to print a bunch of scripture, like, like the book of Esther or whatever, oh, yeah. and Smart. laminate them and just make a big stack of mm-hmm. breakfast reading mm-hmm. because I, they are already, it's already a habit time yeah. of reading yeah that I was like oh let's just do this and I'll That's see smart. how that goes there's a bunch of printable I haven't looked um, I looked a long time ago but there's a lot of printable full versions of the Bible like like um, interesting what yes and it, because I wanted for a time before I bought my new Bible I had wanted to do one in a binder like with like a wide grandma's? margin yeah Remember like ha- yeah yeah I wanted to have one that you could like take notes in and yeah. stuff but then I wanted more to have one that I would learn where things were in my like it's like yeah. a hard thing you're like which well, one if I'm reading it on my phone so I'm getting my Bible read which I and it's great to be able to access your Bible but then you don't have that connection with where on the page yeah. it is or what yep. it's in that's my problem because I'm almost all the way through the Bible right now having done it on my phone and that's a, it's super convenient in one way and I have like the reading plan so you just I'm doing a chronological one so it starts it's actually super interesting. I really have enjoyed it where it just goes in chronological order, not the order of 
yeah. the way scripture lays it out. So now I'm, you know, like the gospels, then you're jumping all over the place, um, back and forth between the gospels. Anyway, it's been really interesting and I like it, but yeah, it does leave you very out of touch. Well, and you feel like, wait, where did I, where I like, I do love going back to look for, you know, it's on the inside. Like you remember yeah. it where it was. Not to mention with the chronological one, I think I would be able to keep track of it better if it was like, oh, I just read Luke. Now I'm going to turn back to Matthew. Right. But what I'm doing is like, you just click continue to the next reading and, and then you're skip. like what did I where but am you're I like I don't yeah. even remember which gospel I'm in right now right so that's you know but I it, there's pluses and minuses yeah so. I agree I'm, I'm thinking of having some way that they can sign on which ones they've read because that's like, a fun idea just it's not I'm not trying to put them in an intense pressure at all but they're already all reading and I know that they all I'm like it's not mm-hmm. I'm not trying to make this a real rigorous breakfast but yeah. I'm like but look I think if I handed them that, idea. they would I read it, it immediately. So that's really fun. That's what I need to go tonight to Walmart after we do this to get more toner for my printer so that right. I can laminate my biblical problem. printouts. So, no. <laughs> yes, buy more blank paper. So that's my that's the thing that I've been trying to kind of gear up for summer, even though I haven't done that much. Actually, but thinking about it a lot because the kids. That is one thing about. Um, since they're in a school that is a rigorous education, it is, they work yeah. hard. Like they go and they love it, but they work hard. Like they're uh-huh. like really getting stuff done and they enjoy it. But what happens is that they come home for the summer and it is like their learning metabolism is hot. Like yeah. they, and it's like now we're all at home and I have, you know, all of them up being like, okay, mom, what are we going to read? What are we going to do? What are we going to, I should learn about this. You know How many love, things though? should I bake today, mom? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my word, I am not, I do not have the stamina for this right now. So I'm trying to gear up. I you know. love the summer reading thing. It just makes me so happy because yeah, the kids work really hard at school and our kids are older. They're in secondary. They don't have a lot of time for free time. Yeah, Just free reading. And it, it's just crazy. And like right now, they're gearing up for finals week and my third daughter, well, second daughter, third child, she's a sophomore. She's leaving in the morning to go to a state uh, track competition. She's on a relay team and they made it to state. And so she's going to be leaving for a few days. And so she has to get all her work done before she leaves. She has to turn it all in and it's the week before finals. And it's like, they are really working hard. And it's, there's something that just blesses me as a mom so much during the summer seen them just lying on the porch swing with a book. Yeah. It just it's makes like, me so oh, happy. the pace of life. <laughs> what a nice mix. And yeah. I do have, I think I have, that'll be different this year because I do have more real avid readers this time. You know, like it, yeah. it's always the age shift kind of, like I actually have some who will enjoy sleeping in now. Yeah. And the, for a long time that was not the case. Yeah. We didn't have anyone yeah. trying to do that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so anyways, that's what I've been doing. Yeah. So what are you, what are you what am I pondering about in your... Oh, you know what came to me today? I'll tell you. I was talking with a friend about things that were being hard and for her. And um, the thing is, is that I had just... Like I was talking about knowing the place where it is in your Bible. Where you're like, wait, mm-hmm. I just read something that yeah. struck me. Very well-known passage. So, uh, But it's in John about the... <laughs> you're not the first one who found this one? I'm not the first one who... What felt any inside about this? <laughs> no, but I mean, it's a well-known. It's a well-known in this sort of context. Yeah, sure. But it right. was a passage in John about um, I am the 
you know, I am the vine and he is the vine dresser. But you know, like yeah. that whatever is not, whatever branches in me are not yielding fruit will be cut and yeah. thrown into the fire and being pruned. And, and it's a lot of beautiful kind of like God expects a harvest and he expects fruit from us, but not just that, but he is the best at getting it. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like he also is really, if you think in terms yeah. of a master gardener, yep. he knows just what to do. To get the most fruit. Okay, can I? And I know you're about to say something, but can no, I just I'm not. interject? I'm, yeah, you're, you're about to. I think do I it. don't even know what you're going to say, but I pretty, I'm pretty sure this will help. Okay, help um, me out. So, so the guy who comes up and does the winemaker dinner for us, we met him down in Walla Walla, and um, which is this little winemaking region that's close to us. But one of the things that the first time we went down there, I loved, and I thought it was so beautiful, was the the vineyards that are on the rocks tend to produce the most sought after wines and so it's like the worse the ground and the yeah, climate the, the worse better the that wine the ground yeah. is the more that the the roots have to go really deep and then it produces this you know the yeah. best grapes and so and i was just thinking like there's so many metaphors in scripture that when you learn like weird little tidbits about that that you need mm-hmm. to have the grapes need to struggle for it a little yeah. bit um no, and if the vine is not struggling, then it's all leaves. Right. It and does. And if it struggles, it's like, wait, everything has to be a grape. Yeah. All but, of my life is for a grape. But if you think about the master vine dresser, they all tell a story down in Walla Walla about this Frenchman who was from the winemaking family, and he came and he bought the land with the rocks, and everybody thought he was crazy because it's really right. just big, big rocks, like like softball and bigger sized rocks. It's not just sort of pebbly. And he planted a vineyard there, and everybody thought he was nuts. But if you think about God as the master vine dresser, he knows what he's doing when he plants and us in the rocks. sometimes when he buys that lot full of rocks, that is us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, surely you like, didn't want this. This is right where I need you right now. This is now. just what I have planned. Well, the, okay, but this is, this is, that is helpful. But what I was going to say no, is. No, it was really we, helpful. <laughs> it was a mind-blowing. <laughs> no, this is, this is just a different angle on the same thought. Is that we have a, in our house, whoever planted the trees at our house, probably back in the 60s, had an apple tree and like a pear tree and a plum tree and. Um, you could tell it kind of was the sadness of something that used to be really cared for. Like, because you could tell that you could tell that the tree had been pruned to be a real fruit bearing apple tree and it did still make apples, but it just made them all way up high and tiny and out of it. And it would like, it was not really accessible apples on that tree. So, but, but one of the things that we learned, which I'm sure everyone else knows, but one of the things that we learned is that, you know, when you're pruning, what you cut off is the water spouts, you know, the, so you can see it when it doesn't have leaves, the water spouts are the branches that just shoot straight up, like that just go straight up. And those are the ones that need to be cut off because they are wrong. They are mm-hmm. not going to yield a lot of fruit. Right. And it just struck me from the perspective of being being the thing that is being pruned. Right. By the Lord. Yep. That, what does that feel like? And I'm like, well, it feels like, like... Your like, best growth. That like, was my straightest. This was branch. my best. <laughs> this was my best and most glorious effort. Look at and did you see foliage. how I just was shooting ahead? I was just. <laughs> I was growing so fast. I was heading straight for the sun. I was really. I was really feeling my powers. And it's like. And then the master gardener is like, yeah, but this one, it's the worst. 
<laughs> and it just cuts it off. And you're like, why? Why? That was the one good thing I ever did. It was like and the I, only thing I was good I at was keeping just, my house clean. <laughs> yes, I'm just, and now, woo, I'm just sailing and straight into the sun. And then the Lord said, I hate that. And cut it out and threw it in the fire. <laughs> and I think it just, I've known through many different phases of my life, I've had that feeling. And I, you know, sometimes it's in a small situation. Sometimes it's in the pattern of years, like where yeah. you feel like, yeah. why is God doing this to me? Well, this is But I whole... thought it was just the emotion of how that water spout is like fast growing. Yeah. It is looking like it's just loving life. Like it's yeah. just that, woo, like oh, going gangbusters, yeah. shooting for the sky. It's and just so nice. And it's and... like, but the thing it isn't is fruit. And right. so when I was talking to this friend of mine about the about this hard time in her life right now. So when we're talking about that is I'm saying, you know, sometimes you're like God is taking something from you that you thought was your most faithful work for yeah. him. Like yeah. you thought, but this is the thing I'm supposed to be doing. This yeah. is whatever. And it, the thing that I really just loved about it is he's saying, abide in me, like abide in me, like rest in me and stop with this, you know, whatever these yeah. independent efforts are. And it's saying that basically he purposes a tremendous crop. He intends all of the fruit. And so my more specific advice to her is like, throw yourself into the faithfulness that's right in front of you today. Like there's this big issues overhanging you. It was like, but what can you do to really bless your children today? What can you do to bless your husband? What can you do to yeah. make your home a, a joy filled place? Like to let go of this worry to do all this. And I said, you know, when you're tempted to worry, don't just think I'm supposed to not worry, but replace that with, you know, like replace yeah that spot with like positive work. And I said, and instead of saying, Lord, help me to not worry, be saying, Lord, use this for fruit. Like use yeah. this effort. Like I'm going to do this now. Please use it right. for fruit. Like use this. And you're thinking to yourself, I really liked that big tall branch I was working uh -huh. on. Well, and lots of times I think this goes with what we've talked about before. Like often we have to repent of our virtues. Mm -hmm. The things that we are the proudest of, the things we think we're the best at. Yes. It actually turns out those are the snares. Those are the things mm -hmm. that distract us. Those are the things that that um, pull us away from what we really ought to be doing. So when we feel like, but I'm just a very, um, oh, I don't well, know. Well, I think a good example of that is that sometimes things are good fruit, but that doesn't mean that they're faithful forever. It's like things that I was yeah. doing when I was, you know, 20 was fruitful and God honoring, but it was actually a real act of faith to let those things go. Okay. In part because I believed they honored God because yeah. I was like, no, but I know I was doing this in faithfulness. Yeah. Uh -huh. Bear with another garden analogy. This may be a stretch, but our blackberry plants, those are ones where it's the same blackberry plant, but the shoot that came up last year and it was so lush and amazing gets fruit this year but then it's gone. You have to cut that one out yeah. and you throw mm -hmm. it away and it's the next shoot. It's and I think too often we cling to the thing that we... That was so good. Yeah, it was yeah. like back in when I was 22. Yeah. That's when I was so amazing at this. But we, we've lost that now and then we feel like rather than realizing, okay, move, move on to the one, the thing that's ahead of us right now. Right. We spend all our time trying to recapture 
what it was like to be faithful at 22. And actually, it's it's quite different to be faithful at 38. Or Right, and I had, this is what I am, the book that I am writing on Christian identity. This is something that I've been thinking about. Because I was just talking about how if you think that your essential self that you found yourself when you're like 18 or 20 or something. You're like, this is who I am. Back when you had These a These are my interests. Yeah. I am a fit young thing. Like I am, you know, like yeah. whatever it is that you uh-huh. think this is who I am. Then the problem with that is that when something gets between you and that, right. you feel like it's not just a thing of, it's a much bigger deal. It's like, like my I've baby body is murdering me. Like, or, it's not, I've lost me, but it's also like, I'm becoming less and less who me. I am supposed right. to be. And or like, like, I used to be able to read academic books, or I used to be able to take right. and, classes. Right, and that was me. I used and to so think more. now, if there's all yeah. these things between that, and it's like, the, the problem with that is that you can I used see. to be, you can have a see, career and be valued. I right, used, and yeah. you can see how Christians, the problem is, you don't realize how much philosophy has to do with what you're, how you're approaching your life. But the philosophical problem of who you are <laughs> is actually playing into every single so thing you're probably doing. Unspoken like, assumptions. Yes. And things yep. that you're like, well, that's the case. This is the truth of this is how this works. And so right. one of the things that I was trying to address in this is you think, well, if you decided that the essential you is, you know, I am a carefree, happy-go-lucky girl who loves to hang out with her friends and entertain. Sporty. Right? Sporty one. Yeah. Or, well, whatever it is. But let's say that that's what you picked. And you think that that's who you are. You're like, this is just my personality. I just thrive in this kind of circumstance. And like, well, then say that there's some kind of tragedy and your husband becomes disabled. Okay. Like, so say that something comes between your life and what, who you think you are. Like, you're like, right. I can no longer be who I think I am. And the world is full of counsel about that. It is, it is full of like, be you have to put to on yourself. your own mask before you help others. And you have to find yeah. yourself and never, never lose sight of who never you are and love yourself and all this stuff. Yourself. And yeah. so the problem is that you have people breaking their vows and being, you know, just being a real irresponsible. I mean, just being a real mess because they're trying to find themselves because they're like, I have to get back to who I am. Right. Because it's like, I can't live like this. I'm a person who likes to have it be carefree. And, and the thing about that is that if you believe that you're fundamentally a worshiper, if you believe that this is fundamentally a relationship between you and God, that the more you pursue God, the more yourself you become. And, and that, that trials is, and tribulations. He is the careful vine dresser. He knows yes, exactly he knows. what and he's doing. Right. Like, do you think he would ever accidentally, you know, cut out the real you? He'd be like, oh, <laughs> snap. Now you're going to have to be a rutabaga instead of an apple tree or whatever. But then, yeah. no, the real, the thing I think is that as we become, you know, we're made in God's image. We worship him and you become like what you worship. And you think, well, we yeah. become increasingly like what we were made in the image of. Like we're becoming... The more we pursue God, the closer to what we were, what we are made yeah. to be is. And if you th- and that burdens and trials don't change that. Like, no. but also if you think about us as a work in progress, there's the there's the organic gardening sort of metaphor. Mm-hmm. But then there's also like just a work of art. Like, God is the sculptor. You know, there's those metaphors as mm-hmm. well. Like, he's the potter, we're the clay. And we can get really fixated on a detail. If you think about a painting, like, okay, if I'm going to draw, like, a person, say, mm-hmm. you might be spending a good bit of time putting detail into one eye for a while. 
But then you switch over and you're like, I've got to work on the jaw now. And and the thing is, we, when we're the product of this, we can be like, Mouth wait, enough. I loved that eye. I'm all about those eyelashes. You're not yeah, talking you're not... about the eye anymore. And I feel yeah. like you've lost sight of me when, when it's like, wait, no, he's got something much bigger in mind. Right. And now he's working on a different part of the picture. So it would be really wrong to get caught up in one detail and think, that's it, that's me, well, and now it's gone. Yes, and it, but this is, has so much to do with, like, how people age. Because you see someone who's aging really gracefully, like, who's like an old, like an old woman who looks mm -hmm. very at ease with herself. Yeah. And you know that she doesn't feel as old as she, like, yeah. you know that there is disconnects. Like, the older you get, the less you feel like your body even is you. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and how weird is that? Like, yeah. you think you peak at like 18 or 20 where you feel like now I'm an adult. I know yeah. who I am. Yeah. And then it's like, but after that, for the most part, <laughs> you're going like, wait, is, what happened? You're like, wait, I had a baby. I never thought I would be fat. Like, I never <laughs> thought I would deal with this. Like, this isn't who I am. This isn't what or I thought I would be doing. just aches and pains or creaks. And yeah. Or like you look in the mirror and you're like, do I have wrinkles on my forehead I have wrinkles on my forehead like when did that happen you know like this is just like this is interesting but I think it's not you don't feel the age that your body looks and you think the older you get the less you feel the way you look do you know what I mean the yeah. le and I think that when you see an elderly person or just an older woman specifically who just is very at ease in that yeah it's because they're at ease with God like they're right. at ease with what his story is what doing he's the, doing the desperate like flail up the down escalator oh my gosh yes the botox everything <laughs> spanks mini cheetah skirts like everything we can do to Lip try to pretend implant. and then it's so sad because you're like but wait you're still gonna die yeah. like the botox can and after, only like so much money that gets poured into the looking young they they're still going to look like a sad old cougar. That's just how it is. <laughs> and it's like, the thing you is... You can't get out of that. Or because. my favorite is my English friend who called it mutton dressed as lamb. Uh, yeah. And it's like, it's just... Exactly that. It's just... Or as we've always called it in our family, the <laughs> day, day old, old donut. donut. <laughs> because we always say, this is the thing. We live in a college town. So, so when there's like a mom's weekend, there will be a massive influx of Dale donuts in yeah. the town. And this is, it's a sad time, actually. It's a very sad time when you're running into the Strangely, mothers buying carts of beer, like trying to be cool actually, for their... I've heard from people on the inside of these things that mom's weekend is a billion times worse than dad's weekend in terms of just general debauchery, like bad, bad, bad times, things going hard forward. times had by the, all the moms who are desperate to like try and pass as a sorority girl again. Mm -hmm. And, um, and the thing is I have, I mean, obviously we have nothing against women. I remember mom good. saying that when mom was in the sorority, she said her, she remembered a mom's weekend and one of her friend's mom's wearing cheetah print hot pants. Oh, dear. Like, and coming in, you know, this would have been, um, when was this? In the 70s. 70s yeah. yeah. And, um, and she said she remembers just thinking, I'm so glad my mom looks like a mom. Like, that my mom right. did not do this. But that, that scene. But it has nothing to do with not thinking women should still look beautiful. It's just. They don't look beautiful. It's, it's like desperate. It's sad desperate. and desperate. Yeah. And the, and the thing that, and the thing that is funny, it's tons of licentiousness because it mm -hmm. is tons of 
drunk, sad, lost ladies looking for yeah. affection and love. It's a sad time. But not all of them. Some of them are at Walmart buying their children toilet paper and know, shower curtain great. rods. And you're like, go you. Be a mom. But there's a whole other division that's a but sad time. But the thing is, I should say, though, remember, there, I had a friend, an older lady. When I was in college, she was probably 80. And she lived near us. And she was an artist. And she was actually really an interesting old woman, lost and sad and bitter. But she gave me a lot of great art supplies. And she yeah. really took a shine to me. Anyway... Um, we took her to church once and her comment afterwards, and I thought this was interesting since she was an artist, that's what, you know, she was always looking at things like that, but she came out and she said, I have never seen so many beautiful people. And it's not because the DNA amongst the Christians no. is so much better. It's like, it's because it's joy because and faithfulness not... is yeah. the best course of action for maintaining your looks. The reason I was bringing up the mom's weekend is because we called them Dale Donuts because they said it was cheap the first time around. (laughs) Why would you buy it stale in a Dale? It's reduced for quick sale. Like, please, no. Half off the cheapest pastry in town. No, anyways, that was the joke about that. But no, what you said, that was the Elma, right? So with her saying that is like, it reminds me of something that Luke told me once in a and when I was in a slew of despond about, <laughs> about, about my, I always say it was probably my fatness because no doubt it was a postpartum moment. It probably was. It's my best bet. Um, but it was sometime where his, his comment was like, yeah, but no one will remember. It's like the reality is that if you have a joyful face on, <laughs> nobody cares about your outfit. Like, yeah. but no matter how great of an outfit you got, if you're skunking it up with your attitude, <laughs> that's the thing that really communicates. Like, <laughs> you're like, it's so true. That will be the because take home it's for like everyone. The joy of the Lord is our strength, but it's also really our it, our yeah, wardrobe. It it's is like the joy of the Lord and whatever clothes you got, you do it. You know what I mean? Like, you do your best, and and the joy of the Lord. Which is not to say we shouldn't try. It's just that, like, remember to try the right way. Because but remember to try from a place of freedom and joy yes. and not, like, a panic to, like, earn yeah. something or get something. That's the thing. It's and the it, desperate run up the down escalator. And this is why I would actually say, I'm just going to throw it out there, as many controversial things as we can get in here. Oh, perfect. I don't think we've been too controversial today. No, we've today. been, like, very um, tender this we, time. We, yeah, but now I'm not going to be. The, <laughs> if you're, like, trying to diet, the motivation is so weird to me when people are putting up pictures of like like Pinteresting other people's buns on like, <laughs> to, to be like, like this is stop, what I'm going to accomplish stop. and you think well I can tell you right now that your heart is not in the right place about this like no. that this is a weird kind of envy yeah. desire lust something that is like I yeah. want to be I want people to be like oh my goodness you look so hot or, or right. oh my goodness instead of you know you want people Pinteresting your buns yes that'll be great <laughs> when someone finally makes an inspirational pro-anorexia poster about my thigh gap (laughs) then I will have arrived (laughs) but that's what it's I think the thing is the point of pursuing that kind of thing from a place of total freedom and joy and not it's not bondage it's not it's like oh and this is why you know not a desperate clean to something yeah not a well yeah like not the drowning person 
scrabbling right. around. Right. It's like scrabbling like I will throw everything under the bus as long as I get the anything, thighs. any anything. <laughs> yes, and that that is a that is a real challenge. If you like, I have found the reality is a lot of Christian women. It's less motivating. Be, and that is, I think, a right thing that you're not as motivated as, say, the people in Hollywood to be doing all of your endless sure. exercise and beauty regimes yeah. because the reality is there's a bit too much Ecclesiastes. But the thing is, there's always a ditch on the other side, which is uh, <laughs> holiness, holiness looks like a What's crock the, pot outfit. Like, I'm, what is the easiest, yes, lowest yes. energy way right. to put a cloth on? Like, basically something what is the least i can do let me do that and stretchy and i'll just sew it up the sides it doesn't matter that i've been wearing it since 1982 <laughs> i'm going to keep on <laughs> and hair is only there to you know cause static <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i can- I feel like it is a real delicate, a real delicate a journey balance. to not it's be on any side of this. Because, because you've got to run fast and you've got to do it from a place of rest. Honestly. It was just so, it's such a funny, it's such a funny, um, what's the word I'm looking for? P- paradox. Yes. The way that you should well, the, be pursuing the thing. things without the, the without the driving force. It's always of, a paradox. It's yeah. he who wants to save his life will lose it. Yeah, whatever you're grasping for, desperate for, that's the thing that's going to slip through your fingers. Mm-hmm. But he who he who loses his life for me will save it. It's mm-hmm. like it's the way down is up, the way up is down. That's just how God works. And so to um, pursue something, but with your hands open and not white knuckled, mm-hmm. that's actually the most effective way to get like, what you want. I feel like I just realized we've talked about beauty issues today and we really should bring out some of our street cred which is our grandmother's beauty concerns we had our grandma bessie our dad's mom i really was not sure which what yeah what i was going going. she was a plain jane kind of a lady she was a sensible she was her main beauty shoes her main beauty technique that she was really into was oil of olay yeah really into it like she wanted oil of olay lotion for christmas and stuff she was always excited Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. that but i don't think she wore makeup did she no yeah so i don't she's she was a missionary she was a she was great she was um, was a pretty impressively tough woman yes she was but but to get through the story faster she was friends with corey ten boom because when she was in japan right she was the headmistress of a girls bible college and that was around that time that she met Corey Timbo right right after the war and yeah. if you think about the the sort of diciness of going to Japan right. right after the war right and she met our grandpa in Japan when Corey Timboom wanted grandma to be her missionary partner so yeah. they were good friends looking at the mission field together when when my grandpa came along so years later she's married to my grandpa there in Maryland and grandpa's running a christian bookstore thing and this woman in a red pantsuit with like the penciled on eyebrows and red lipstick and 
hair and a and dog a in a red suit. A poodle yeah. with a matching red suit. Grandpa describing this is epic. He, it is because Grandpa is, because he does the huge arched eyebrows. Yeah, and, like, and he was like in red lips, like outside of her lip. <laughs> and probably a lot of powder, like and, white and face. She comes in, she comes into the bookstore and he was thinking, well, oh dear, good heavens, here Here's this a is. problem passage. And then she says, she's looking for like my utmost for his highest. But she, did she want to like, buy a ton well, of copies surprising. for a bunch of high school yeah, kids or something? She had, she was housing them and she yeah. needed that book. So basically she was an amazing woman in a red pantsuit with a poodle in a <laughs> pantsuit, but who really had a heart for the Lord, who was like right. really in it for the Lord, which is just great because she was like the opposite end of this from yeah. grandma who would have been all sensible. Yeah. yeah. And so they ended up kind of having a longer term relationship with this woman where she would host Bible studies at her yeah. house. She had a great big She house. became a real friend of theirs. And when Corrie Ten Boom came to visit them, she put her up. So Corrie Ten Boom was a lot like grandma in the sensible shoes, yes. no makeup department. No. They were just, they were the missionaries. Sensible Dutch. On the way to the mission field. They were, yeah, super sensible. And then this woman was on the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> but this woman gave Corey Ten Boom the would you please talk to Bessie about wearing more makeup. Like, please tell her to wear Just, some makeup. It would be a better testimony. It would be a better testimony if Bessie would put on some dang makeup. And so Corey Ten Boom. I love it so Corey much. Ten Boom brought that tidbit to, to our grandma Bessie to say we I have been told to tell you that your testimony would increase were you to put on some makeup I just love but it but apparently grandma and Corey got a big they, thought they it was got hilarious. endlessly tickled by this <laughs> I just think just know our know where we came from we came yeah. from someone who was rebuked by <laughs> not rebuked by Corey but told by Corey Ten Boom yeah. to put on some makeup Get for the some kingdom. Makeup on for the kingdom. <laughs> and but, I don't think Grandma obeyed. No, she didn't. Yeah. But we should wrap it up and and I feel like since we're on this subject. Okay. What's your favorite oh. beauty product? Makeup or hair? It would what's be good one? of me if I was on top of that enough to have a hot tip. But oh, I would on. say Pureology I shampoo. I love Pureology shampoo. Really? Yes, and it's the tingle factor stupidly expensive but then not because i get the liter bottles which is oh. like 50 bucks for a yeah. liter bottle okay and it lasts almost a year okay which actually is not why do you like it it just works super well it's just like really you don't you hardly have to use any and it suds a lot and then it uh -huh. if you leave it in your hair you know it's kind of that tingly can i um, tell you my sad tale of woe was that with three girls plus me in the house, we tear through the shampoo at just unprecedented levels. Mm -hmm. So we're always out of shampoo. Every time I turn around, we're out again. And I was in the shower the other day, out of shampoo. And you're like, daggone, somebody has already <laughs> rinsed it all the way out of the bottle, you know? Yeah. And uh, the only thing left to me was Knox's sport body wash <laughs> that's like body wash and shampoo that's together when that's when you're glad you didn't buy Axe and then you're <laughs> and how to make like, this situation even like, worse this says shampoo on it I guess I'm gonna need to use that did you did you, I did. Did I you use feel it. like a sporty fresh I man had all to day? Do, I did two days in a row 
because I forgot. And then there I was again in the shower. I should mention that the purology, which I love, I is only for me. My yeah. girls use, I buy the Costco, like, Pantene yeah. or Aussie or something because yeah. I can't so anyway, afford right. I can't Pyrology afford everyone shampoo. else. Yeah, what's that's, yours? That's the one. Well, mine's so embarrassing <laughs> I can't say it out loud. <laughs> is it is it sporty fresh shampoo body wash combo? For boys. For boys. Oh no. It's actually no, what's mine? <laughs> she, there must I be am backing off. There must of this. be something like, truly. The problem is, I'd have to get into a big long <laughs> excursus on why I am into this. And look at our time. <laughs> I think I know what it is. <laughs> I think it's going to be Cindy Crawford. Yes. Cindy, Cindy Crawford's, Crawford's face cash. <laughs> it had to be something from Cindy Crawford. That's so embarrassing. And here's the problem. Here's the problem. I'm. <laughs> Straight off of Cindy Crawford, Pinterest inspiration. <laughs> no. So what happened was this goes back like a decade because we moved to England and I had I took all my Clinique stuff with me and then I ran out of Clinique and I went down there to buy no some excuses. more. You have no, celebrity I have, face wash. No, I'm going to tell you my excuses. So I go down to buy some more and the exchange rate was horrible at the time. It was more than double. And so I go down. It's more expensive anyway than double it. And I was like, are you joking me? I am not paying that much for Clinique. Then I was going to just buy some like cheapy kind of drugstore, well, oil of Olay. And yeah. oil of Olay was like the price of Clinique. And I was so mad that I went home. I was like, never mind. We were, at, I was at Boots, the chemist. I was like, I hate it. Or maybe I was at the department store. I don't know. I was like, I can't do this. And so I was looking online and I was going to see if I could just buy some and eBay was kind of like everything. I ordered everything on eBay. She happened upon it was Cindy before Crawford's. I did. I happened upon it and it was like a like a full box set that I it was like $8 or something like somebody <laughs> was selling and it was like all unopened and I thought, well, 8 bucks, I don't care cuz I was about to buy yeah. Oil like, volet for great right. amounts of I'm money. I'm about to start using mayonnaise. So I know. I in one well. second, it's going <laughs> to be the veggie oil. So in a, so anyhow, I um, ordered it, and I was like, oops, I actually love it. And so I keep Committed user. It. Committed user. Of, what's it actually called? It's Well, it's so embarrassing. Meaningful <laughs> beauty. It's very embarrassing. But the problem is, like, I got weirdly attached. You brought it up. You I got weirdly up. attached to this. I and wonder what Cindy knows about meaningful beauty. I know. She knows a lot. She's sold out on the beauty Oh, it's like question. its own website. Yeah, it's its own website. Ooh, with, and you can look up Cindy's daily routine on Oh, perfect. Yeah. Well, so now I, I know. I just, it, it actually just, I really like it. It's like face wash and moisturizer and stuff. And I just, it I makes me I believe you happy. that it's probably good. And it, it it's is. like as seen on TV stuff. So it might it's be. bound to be good. I don't even know if it yeah, is. Okay. Probably. I think she does We've, endless We're going way over time. This is bad. We Sorry, are guys.